Welcome to the SMC 2022 podcast. 2,000 years ago, Jesus gave an invitation that changed the world. Come, follow me. Today, we have the same invitation. What's up, everybody? Hey, my name is Jake Welchins, and I am the campus director of Arizona Stumo down at the University of Arizona in the beautiful city of Tucson, Arizona. I live in the desert with my three kids and my wife. We've lived here for about four years now, and we love every second of getting to live in the desert. Now, I get to talk to you guys today about something that's near and dear to my heart, something that I think is incredibly important and something that I think you should value extremely highly in your walk with God. And it may be the thing that makes the biggest difference in your walk with God your entire life. Now, what could we be talking about that is that important? Well, let me start with a story. I'm sure many of you have different modes of working out, different ways to get fit. You know, I know it changes from the fall to the spring. You know, fall is is all about bulking season. You know, holidays hit, you're extra bulking. Then spring, we're cutting down, right? We're hitting the abs. I used to lift weights back in the day. Um, you wouldn't be able to tell by looking at me now. But uh, nowadays, I try to keep it low impact. So something I do is I ride my bike to stay fit. Now, the other day, uh, I had the opportunity to go on an incredible bike ride uh, around Tucson, Arizona. There's, uh, It's one of the best biking cities in the country. So there's biking for miles around the city. In fact, there's this thing called the Loop, and it's about 60 miles around the city of Tucson. It's an incredible, incredible bike trail. In order to ride it, it ends up being about 55 miles. But if you're like me, it usually takes about 62 miles because you get lost every single time you do it, but you keep coming back at it. So I had the opportunity to go ride the Loop. Now, I've ridden the Loop before. And it was a painful experience. I only got lost three times. But my friend Clayton said, hey, we should go biking sometime. And I said, you know what? Let's ride the loop, man. Forgetting all the pain and and the loss that came from last time I rode my bike around the loop. Well, here's what you got to know about Clayton. Clayton is a biker. He actually bikes every single day. Uh, And he's fit. He's 6'8". He played college basketball. He's kind of a, a specimen when it comes to sports and things like that. Now, myself, it's a little bit different. Um, I am a biking person. I wouldn't call myself a cyclist. I bike mainly for uh, personal fitness. So I'll get out there and I'll, I'll put on a couple miles, but it's never for speed. I'm never really pushing myself. So me and, and Clayton, we were we were bound to be at different fitness levels on the side. Well, the day arrives, we're going to go ride 55 miles around Tucson. Um, I was training for this thing and it turns out that I trained incorrectly. See, I'd been on this big kick. It's called intermittent fasting. And I decided that I was going to intermittent fast. And then if I intermittent fast, I should be fine based on the science I've read that I should, you know, have plenty of stores in my body to get me through this ride through the loop. So I got a ride with Clayton on the loop and quickly find out that I probably should have eaten something before we left. So we leave and we get about 10 miles into the bike ride. I'm feeling a little tired. That's not good. We get about 20 miles into the bike ride and Clayton starts looking at me with concern on his face. Kind of like a dad looks at his youngest child when they're making a really bad decision. That's how Clayton's looking at me. He goes, hey, man, you okay? Are you going to make it through? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to make it through. We get about halfway in and Clayton's looking at me with a serious look of concern. He can tell things are not going well for me. And they're not. I wasn't training very well for this thing. I hadn't eaten anything before and my body was completely letting me down on this bike ride. We stopped. Clayton refueled me. He had some cliff bars, some shot blocks, which are like these gummy things full of energy. I took some of those and I made it through. But here's the deal. I didn't train correctly for that thing. I wasn't ready for it. I didn't have what I needed to get through the bike ride. And without Clayton there, there's no way I would have ever made it through the bike ride. 
I'm sure you guys have trained before and, and when we're training, we want to be as efficient as we possibly can. I remember in college, uh, I was a Lambda Chi Alpha at the University of Arkansas. Uh, Zach's baby, if you're listening, hear me out here. Um, and I decided that I wanted to get big one spring and, and I was living with this guy named Calvin. Now, Calvin uh, was a racquetball player. He wasn't used to living weights, but he said, hey, man, let's let's do this thing called strong lifts. And I was like, what is that? He goes, basically, you cut all the, the fluff and you just lift as heavy of weights as you possibly can. <laughs> and you let the results come from lifting the heavy weights. Put your body under atrophy. And when you do it, you'll get stronger so much faster and you'll see results so much faster. So I was skeptical. I never really PR'd on maxing out every single time, but we decided to give it a shot. And we would hit the gym early in the morning, maxing out for weeks at a time. I mean, it was crazy to see the results we got from those lists because they were efficient, because they got the job done quicker than anything else could. In fact, I was talking to Calvin the other day. I would love to show you guys a picture. He sent me a before picture that we took before. It was pretty funny. But, uh, man, we got results. And don't you wish there was the equivalent of that in your spiritual life? Don't you wish there was something that if you gave your time to this, you would see more results uh, than if you were inefficient in other areas. Well, I'm here to t- today to tell you there's the spiritual equivalent of strong lifts in your life, and it's this thing called scripture memory and meditation. Now, here's why this matters. We live in a world where I know that those of you who are listening to this are busier than ever. You're looking to be efficient in your life. You're trying to get the most out of your time. You have tons of opportunities, your leaders, and I get that. You tried studying and reading the Bible Maybe that's not your thing, but these things, they can get you gains quicker than anything else. They're called scripture memory and meditation. These are the sure bets to get the most spiritual bang for your buck, and they have power to transform you in a massive way if you will give time to these things every single day. Now, if you're someone who's busy, someone who's tired, someone who's looking to be efficient, someone who's tried studying and reading the Bible, but maybe it's not your thing. Let me tell you, there is someone in the Bible who relates to you. In fact, there are multiple people in the Bible who relate to you. But one of my favorite examples is a guy named King David. Now, King David was an amazing man. Uh, He was the king of Israel, uh, the first well, he was the second king of Israel, but he he united Israel together under one king uh, after a guy named Saul. And uh, David was amazing. He was running Israel, right, as the main uh, overseer, the CEO, the president of Israel. He was also a poet, so he was writing all the time, writing books, writing wisdom down in the Bible. You consider him like the main podcaster of his day kind of guy. He was also a warrior. I mean, this guy was fit. He was working out. He was also leading his armies into battle. And he was also a guy who made a lot of mistakes, but he loved God. And you see, as David is, is going throughout his life, as he's busier than ever, as he's got a lot of things coming at his, on his, onto his plate, and as he's making a lot of mistakes, he learns the secret to making gains God's ways, the secret workout to get the most bang for your buck, and that's scripture memory and meditation. And here's what he says. This is actually what he wrote in one of the books that he wrote Bible verses in. It's called the Psalms. And here's Psalm 63, 1 through Five, check this out. This is what he says. He says, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest foods. 
with singing lips, my mouth will praise you. What you see here, guys, is really incredible. Psalm 63, 1 through 5. You see the importance of God's word to David. It was so important to him. He wanted to get the most out of God's word. He loved God's word, but he was a busy guy. He had a lot going on. But then he goes on to describe what he would do to get the most out of God's word. And this is what he says. You can picture this here. Psalm 63, 6 through 8 says this, On my bed I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. You can kind of picture this. David is sitting there. It's the middle of the night. He's tired, but he's up at night thinking about all of his responsibilities. But what's he doing? He says, on my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. He's talking about God. He's talking about God's word. He's talking about remembering God's word late at night and thinking about it, memorizing it, meditating on it, and thinking about what God had to say. And look at this. This is how it impacted David's life. This is incredible. As David spent his life meditating and memorizing God's word and living out God's word, this is what the Bible has to say about King David later in the Bible. This is Acts 13, 22, talking about David. It said, After removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. David was a man after God's own heart. Even in the midst of all of his mistakes, all the things he did wrong, and all of his responsibility, he's the only guy described in the Bible as a man after God's own heart. That's incredible. Now, where did he get that? Where did he start to understand how to know God better, how to be a man after God's own heart? It's because he spent time memorizing Scripture and meditating on Scripture. He saw it throughout his entire life. So what are we talking about today? What can get you the most bang for your buck spiritually when it comes to spending time with God? I think it's two things, and I think they're both incredible things. The first is scripture memory. Now, scripture memory is is basically what it sounds like. It's spending time looking at scriptures from the Bible and memorizing them. Now, there's an, an incredible leader uh, of, this, of the faith. He was His name was Dallas Willard, and basically he is one of the biggest thought leaders in, in the church world today. And, and when someone asked him what the most important use of his time was, this is what he had to say. He said, Bible memorization is absolutely fundamental to spiritual formation. If I had to choose between all the disciplines of the spiritual life, I would choose Bible memorization because it's the fundamental way of filling our minds with what it needs. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. That's where you need it. How does it get in your mouth? Memorization. Dallas Willard was saying, "Hey, guess what? The most important part of my ta- the most important part of my day, the most important part of my time with God is the time I spend memorizing scripture." Today I want to give you guys the how on memorizing scripture. And here's what you need to do if you're going to memorize scripture. The first thing you do to memorize scripture well is to pray for discipline. Pray for discipline. If we're going to memorize scripture, it requires discipline. It requires time. We have to do this day in, day out, but it gets you the most bang for your buck. I guarantee you. The second thing we do to memorize scripture is we set aside time. I like to spend time every single morning before my kids get up memorizing scripture, probably about 15 minutes a day. And I'll set that time apart. And that's when I memorize scripture. In order to do it, I get a folder and I put all my scripture memory note cards in there. I use index cards and I'll write down scriptures on those memory cards. And when I memorize scripture, I'll pull out that folder. I'll pull out some scripture memory cards and I'll review. 
to do a new verse, a new passage of scripture, what I do is I take out one of those note cards and I write out a verse. In order to memorize that verse initially, what I do is I write out the verse and simply I read it 10 times. And after I've read it 10 times out loud, I hide the verse and then I say it 10 times. Boom. Scripture memorized. Gains made. Now, the important part of scripture memory is to review every single day. We need to retain our scripture memory if we're going to make it a habit and if we're going to make it something that really changes our life. But it can change your life in major ways. The second practice you guys can do to maximize your time with God and to get the most efficient spiritual workout you can think of is this thing called meditation. Now, here's how someone described meditation to me. It's kind of like tenderizing a steak. You guys ever done that before? Basically, you take the steak, you get you a T-bone, a ribeye, a sirloin, something like that, and you tenderize it, right? You maybe hit it with a mallet, something like that. You put it in a bag, and then then you put in your, your marinade, right? You put in the, the teriyaki or whatever you're going to use to to marinate that steak. And what happens over time is, is that that steak sits in that bag. It soaks in the marinade. It becomes a beautiful, juicy morsel of food, right? We love marinating steak, right? We love tenderizing steak. Scripture meditation is kind of the same way. When we meditate on scripture, when we sit in it, when we surround ourselves with it, it becomes part of us. Just like that marinade becomes part of that steak, scripture becomes part of you. When you sit in it, when you think about it, when you meditate on it, it's such an important spiritual practice. And today what I want to do is I want to walk you guys through one quick method you guys can use to meditate on scripture. It's something I've used for years, and it's called the sword drill. Uh, And uh, the sword drill is basically an acronym. Every letter of sword stands for a different thing, and it's really easy to follow. And I just want to describe to you guys real quick how to use this method to change your time with God and get the most out of it you possibly can. So what you do to use the sword drills, you, you pick out a scripture. Maybe this is one you're memorizing. Maybe this is one that stuck out to you in your Bible reading that day. It's something that, that really hits you, something you want to spend more time on. And then you start working through the acronym SWORD. The S stands for scripture. And this is what this does. You take that verse and you identify which part of the verse sticks out to you. And then you just select that part of the verse. You write out the verse And then you move on to the W, which stands for wait. Now you take a few moments now to wait on the Holy Spirit. You put aside any thoughts and worries of the day, and you just meditate on that scripture. You read the verses above that you've selected slowly, attentively, then pause to let it sink in. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you through that verse, and let the Holy Spirit guide you in what it means. Then you move on to O, observe. You write down, what did you notice about the verse above? Was there something that the Holy Spirit spoke to you as you were meditating on it, as you were waiting? Write your observations in your notebook or your journal. Then you move on to the R, which stands for request. You ask God to show you where and how the scripture and observations you made apply to your life. Then you write your application below because application is so important to scripture. We don't just want to read scripture. We want to apply it to our life. And then last You do the D, dedicate yourself. Looking at how the scripture applies to you, what is one thing that needs to change in your life? Remember, this is not necessarily about something you need to do or stop doing. Perhaps the change is in the way you see yourself or others. It could be anything. But you dedicate yourself to making that application and changing and letting the Holy Spirit change you. 
Scripture meditation is awesome. It will change you and it will be an efficient spiritual workout for you if you apply it every single day. I like to spend probably five to 10 minutes meditating on a scripture passage or a verse every single day. Oftentimes, I'll do the same passages for three to six months at a time and just meditating on those verses over that time changes me every single time. I want to challenge you guys today, leave you with an application. There's some great scripture memory systems out there and and some that I would recommend to you guys are Fighter Verses. It's an app you can download on your phone or the topical memory system, which you can find online. Either one is great, but start today. Start memorizing scripture and meditate on that scripture and you will see gains in your spiritual life like you never thought possible as that scripture fills your mind as it becomes part of you. I want to inspire you guys to do this. You know, the other day, I was on a marriage retreat with some of the other staff in Stumo, and we went to this amazing place. It's called Glen Erie. And at this place, it's in Colorado Springs for all my Colorado people. You've probably been there before. But this this place uh, basically was a 1,000 acres with a castle on the property. It was amazing. We actually got to stay in the castle. And the thing about this place, it's really special. It has a, an amazing history to it. But in the early 1900s, it was bought by a ministry called the Navigators. There was a guy named Dawson Trotman who started this ministry called the Navigators. And basically Dawson Trotman had more of an impact on Christianity and the world in the 19th century more than, than just about anybody I can possibly think of. 20th century. My apologies. 20th century. Now Dawson Trotman bought Glen Erie and then about a year later, after they had bought it as their headquarters for the ministry, he passed away. And uh, he passed away saving someone's life, literally saving them, holding them out of the water as they tried to get to safety. They got to safety, but Dawson ended up drowning. Crazy story. And uh, Dawson was buried actually on the, the grounds of Glen Erie. And so we went to his gravesite and uh, we got to, to think about the amazing man that Dawson Trotman was. And uh, as we came back to the castle, we noticed something was in the display case. And we went over to look at what was in the display case. There were all these important belongings to Dawson Trotman. And what was really cool is one of those important belongings, one of the things that mattered to him more than anything else was a box of scripture memory cards. You see, Dawson spent his life memorizing scripture and letting it change him and meditating on it. And he became one of the most influential Christians to ever live. Here's the deal. There was nothing special about Dawson Trotman. There's nothing special about any of us But when we let God use us in amazing ways, when we let his word fill our minds, when we meditate on it, we can become the kind of influencer, impactful person that Dawson Trotman himself was. I want to challenge you guys. Give your lives to scripture memory and scripture meditation. If you do, you'll be surprised, even shocked at the changes and the influence you can have on this world through God using you. Thanks for your time, guys. I hope you enjoyed this section called Hit the Weights on Scripture Memory and Meditation. If you guys enjoyed it, please share it with others. I would love for them to be challenged in these areas because they've been so impactful in my life. And also, go back to the SMC channel and check out the rest of the podcast they have available. Some amazing stuff. Some amazing teachers. Would hate for you guys to miss out on that stuff. Thanks for your time. Hope to see you guys later.